Hello, I'm Neil Aitchison and welcome to Warwick Podcasts. And as part of the series of podcasts with this year's honorary graduates at Warwick, I'm delighted to be joined by Pierre Pettigrew, who has had a distinguished career in politics and public service and international business. He served as a minister in several Canadian governments. As Minister for International Trade, he presided over negotiating groups at three ministerial conferences at the World Trade Organization before becoming Canada's Minister for Foreign Affairs. With Warwick, he was chair of the first Warwick Commission, which looked into the future of world trade, and his leadership has been instrumental in the success of the Commission. Yeah, Pettigrew, first first of all, just your reaction on getting this honorary degree today. Well, for me, it is a bit uh, coming full circle because uh, as a student uh, in the 70s, I had done an MPhil in international relations. I'd considered a great deal doing a DPhil. But as I wanted to have a career in, uh, in business and in government rather than in academia, I thought that uh, a PhD would have been an investment of time that was not uh, very pertinent to the, that sort of career. Uh, I have a highest regard for university careers, but I knew that mine would be in, in sort of active life. And I, I, today is like a very important day because it sort of says to me, you were right to move on with your MPhil degree in international relations. I felt very well prepared for the life I've had. Yet all my life, it sort of bothered me that I didn't do my doctorate as I, I loved studying. I was one who would have stayed in university all my life if I could have afforded it. So I'm, I'm very honored, very pleased that it comes from Warwick University, uh, as I do believe that this is such a fine institution, very unique, very unique in the sense that it is excellent in academic uh, work uh, and yet so open to the world, so open to business, which is very important to me. So the combination and this association of, of real life, uh, looking into what's taking place, in, in, as I say, in the business sectors, in the economy, uh, with academic excellence is, is just uh, an extraordinary uh, recognition for me today. Uh, and Professor Richard Higgett was, of course, the director of the, the Warwick Commission, uh, did uh, sort of emphasise in his uh, address in you receiving this award uh, that it was the public recognition uh, of the high esteem in which the university uh, holds you. That, that must be very, very pleasing. Well, indeed, and... Uh, I'm, as I say, I'm very, very impressed by that because I have such high esteem myself from the university, for the university. Uh, so I see this really as an acknowledgement of the association we have had in the last two years. But as I was telling the vice chancellor, Nigel Thrift, last night, I also see this as a, a commitment for the future, a, a, a relationship, a long-lasting relationship uh, between the university and myself. I, I've I offered the chance, the vice chancellor last night to really 
uh, use me anytime for uh, for working with the university on all kinds of fronts. And just looking back on the commission, then uh, it is, was a and is a, a tremendously ambitious uh, undertaking. And this was, after all, getting a group of people together is a politicians, uh, academics, experts in the field to look at this highly charged political uh, subject. And you went around the world, Toronto, to Delhi, and produced a final report in, in Geneva, went around the world considering these issues. Uh, I mean, how unusual is that for a university to, to, to undertake that sort of project? Well, it is highly unusual, I think. I think, and Pascal Lamy, uh, the Director General of the WTO, has acknowledged the uh, Warwick Commission as an extraordinary, significant contribution. And this is why I say Warwick is such a unique institution in the sense that it has both this academic excellence and at the same time wants to be useful to the real economy and to the institutions that are providing the world with with governance that needs shaking up, that needs improvement. But that's what the university is trying to achieve. What I've also appreciated a great deal is that this commission reflecting very much the very identity of Warwick, did not put on, on it uh, the, tradition, the usual suspects of international trade, the big names that for 30 years have been defending what they wrote sometime in the 70s or early 80s and repeating the same thing all the time and defending their old thesis. We went for a new generation uh, of, uh, of researchers, of of people who were very thoughtful, that thought deeply about it, these issues, but who were not only defending past writings, who were still quite open, challenging one another. So this new generation of, of individuals, I think, provided a report that had an extraordinary first life. The report has been highly regarded, well considered, but it's been it's been made public last December at a time that the international community and the trade interna international trade community has been very preoccupied by the Doha round, which mm. is at the very critical moment, at, at the very moment we're talking. It is at the critical juncture. Uh, are we going to get a deal or not? I think our report is about to have a second life. The first life has been very good. The second life Whatever happens at this July 21st meeting of the ministers, whether we have a deal and we do conclude, which is very much what I hope, uh, a Doha conclusion, or whether trade ministers fail into this, my view is that uh, once that is clear, whether we have a deal or not, people will give our report a second look. And I think the second life of the Warwick Commission report on the future multilateral trade regime will, uh, will be uh, very significant in the sense that people liked very much what they saw. Being preoccupied with the negotiations did not use it as much concretely because they were preoccupied with the negotiation, but now they will turn it into action. Many of our recommendations, I would think, will be implemented. So is that really having a, a wide-scale impact, you think? I think so. I mean, I am confident it will because a lot of very good work has been put into it and many of the recommendations have legs, as I would say. I've, I'm already hearing back about them. And as I said, the community has been preoccupied with the negotiation. That's fine. That was the priority. But when that is no longer the priority, people will think more deeply about longer term mm. uh, governance for our institution.
And what do you hope is the, the legacy of it then, that uh, once that second life impact does come to fruition, do you think? I, I think, uh, you know, I hope very much that some of its important recommendations will be adopted by the players. I, I think it will be time in the autumn, for instance, to, to, ha to have the executive of the WTO think very carefully about itself as an organization. And like we have in our 10th recommendation, I think, you know, a number of these recommendations, I think, will, will come to, uh, to have a life on their own. And it was sort of challenging. You're saying it's been purposely set up to be uh, challenging, but uh, also going on to the sort of political uh, sphere, a very highly politicised uh, subject, which is something that universities kind of tend to steer, steer away from. Yes, political in a very in a very substantial way. Uh, I don't think we've been very partisan. But we have been political because we're talking about the governance of a very important institution. Uh, you know, political in the noble, in a very noble sense, absolutely we've been political, but not at all in a sort of partisan way. Uh, and just coming back, back to the, the start of it, I mean, what, what was your sort of reaction when you were first approached to, to, to take on this role that, uh, that the university was attempting to, to take on this subject, as it were? Well, I was very thrilled. Uh, I was very thrilled. I was very curious how, how they had come to think about me as a chairman for the commission. And uh, it was very satisfying for me, I mean, uh, after having left the government of Canada, to see that uh, people had noticed my work while I was Canada's international trade minister. You know, I worked very hard, and at the three ministerial meetings I attended, on every one of them, I was one of the friends of the chair, one of the four or five ministers who was asked to help the chairman of the whole meeting, which is an acknowledgement of one's contribution. But it's, you, when you work so hard, you don't realize that people pay attention to what you do. And what I hadn't realized was that there were trade experts like Professor Richard Higgett and others who had actually noticed my work and without ever mentioning it to me, because we didn't have the opportunity of sitting down together, uh, observed the work and said, well, this guy might still be useful. So it's very satisfying to, 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 to find that this university, through Richard Higgett, had actually observed me and took note that one day I could be useful to the university. So I, I, it's very satisfying. And what do you think the, the work of the Commission uh, has done for Warwick's international profile? Oh, quite a great deal, because, uh, because, of it, because of the unique venture that it represents, because of its audacity being in a field where, as you mentioned yourself, you know, as being more political, it is a risky thing. You have sponsors of the university and allies of the university who may think differently on this or that issue. Uh, but, you know, you don't make an omelette without breaking some eggs, you know, and I think this university, as a young university, has the qualities of, of youth and that and it goes with audacity, but in a very smart way, I think. And a truly sort of international scope uh, to the subject, obviously, but to uh, how, how the, the commission was conducted. I've been impressed of the penetration of the report in the international trade community. I mean, that has been very deep. And uh, trade ministers around the world have seen it. Trade uh, diplomats and trade negotiators around the world have, have, have read it. My view is that in the second life, it will go even deeper than that because... 
Whereas now anything written in the papers has got to be related to the door around. Very soon we'll turn the page on that in one way or the other, hopefully with a deal. Uh, yet people will focus on the longer term view. And then I think, as, as I said, that the second life uh, will be uh, a fabulous second life, which will give Warwick University a deeper penetration into public opinion worldwide. And this is the, the first Warwick Commission. How do you think uh, the process that you've been involved in, how do you think that sets up future Warwick Commissions that are going to study other similar world topics? Well, I hope very much that, uh, that what we have done will uh, be useful in the sense that it had been an experiment. I think we've all learned a great deal about how to do it, how to conduct it. Uh, and uh, I will certainly be available to the next chairman to, to, to with my two cents advice, you know, <laughs> on, on what to do and what not to do. But I think honestly... I think we've really we did we really did strike gold on this one. I, I mean, there's not my advice to the next one will be a lot more. Well, we did this and that worked, and we did this and that worked. There are not many negative things that I would say. Well, you should avoid that. On the contrary, I think what we've done has really worked very well. Yeah, pretty good. Let's hope for that second life, and we'll wait to see the, the further impact. Thanks very much. Well, thank you very much.